Time now for Hear Me Out with your host, Betsy Esparza. Hear Me Out is brought to you by Front Street Books, your hometown independent bookstore. We are going to have two elections in May, and I was thinking that that might be confusing, so I want to take today's episode to explain. Martin, feel free to jump in anytime. I hope you guys hear a lot about this and set yourself some rem- reminders, and maybe we'll end up with a record turnout. Um, get your calendars out and make a plan, and let's go over this and get these dates in your head, and remember, you're going to be voting twice in May. For whatever reason, some people think of voting as an inconvenience when they should really be thinking of it as a sacred duty. It doesn't take long to vote in our local elections. I don't think it's ever taken me more than about 10 minutes, even if I have had to wait in line. I was in and out. The first election is that of the city council and school board and sometimes the hospital district, which doesn't have elections very often. They usually um, are running unopposed in the hospital district. That happens in the city, too, and on the school board, too, um, but less often than it does uh, at the hospital district. Those three elections are always the first Saturday in May. So just think of it that way. Every first Saturday in May, you're going to need to vote. But there's early voting, too, that is in the week or so leading up to that Saturday. But just always have that in your head that you're going to need to vote the first Saturday in May. So let's talk about the city first. This year, the elections are for wards two and four and mayor. Next year, they'll be for wards one, three, and five. In 2024, we'll do wards two, four, and mayor again. And that's how that works. We have two candidates for mayor, Catherine Eaves and Amit Rongra. In Ward 2, the incumbent, Chris Rodriguez, is unopposed. And the same goes for the incumbent in Ward 4, Martin Sandate. So incumbent, for those of you who may not know, is the person who's already serving. For the school board, Districts 5 and 7 are up for election. I just lost my notes. Hold on just a second. Okay, they're back up. Um... So let me just repeat, for, for the school board districts, five and seven are up this year. In District 5, Haley Babb is running unopposed to replace Justin Cross, who had applied to be on the ballot but removed his name after uh, Mrs. Babb put her name on the ballot. In District 7, incumbent Mary McAllister is running against Elpidia Lujan. The school board elections are on the same day as the city council on May 7th, and early voting is held at the same time, April 25th through May 3rd, and all of that voting will happen at the city council chambers, which is located between City Hall, where you pay your water bill, and the Civic Center. Betsy, how long is the term for this uh, school board? For school board, they are three-year terms. For the city council, they are two-year terms. Okay, and this year we were just doing five and seven? Five and seven, right. Next year, we'll vote on a couple more. The next year, we'll vote on a couple more. And then they start that whole process all over again. So there's always two? There's Well, there are seven There are seven single-member districts on the school board. So one year, there are three. Okay. Um, and the purpose of doing it this way is to keep some experience uh, 
and knowledge. So you're not replacing everyone all at the same time. So whenever somebody's like, vote them all out, can't, can't really do can't that. Can't do that in one, in one <laughs> shot. Right. So the, the purpose is to have that institutional knowledge and experience so that there's always somebody there who's familiar with what's been going on and can give you some history and, and background. Okay. All right. So that's the city and school board elections. Early voting, April 25th through May 3rd. Election day, Saturday, May 7th. All, all of that voting is at the city council chambers. Okay. We're done with that one. <laughs> city and school board check. Right. Okay. Later in May, you're going to need to vote again. And this time it's in a runoff slash special election. This is not always a given. This doesn't always happen, although it does appear to happen more often. We are having more runoffs, it seems like, to me. I have no scientific basis, but it, it does seem like we do that more well, often. Well, in some situations when you have many candidates, and with the rule right. being that the candidate has to have over 50%. Right. You end up in a runoff. Uh, you end up in a runoff. Yeah. Okay, so um, you can't count on this the same way you can that first Saturday. But you're going to have to vote again in May. Um, so a runoff election will be held May 24th for a few state offices, including the attorney general, and for some local offices, including the county judges' races in both the Republican and the Democratic Party. Early voting will be held the week of May 16th at the Val Clark Building, otherwise known as the Old Library, on 7th Street across from the courthouse. On May 24th, Tuesday, May 24th, you'll vote at your precincts. Okay, now hang in there with me for a minute. Let me, because I, I have to make sure I say this right because I've, I've gotten it wrong in the past. If you voted in the Republican primary, you have to vote in the Republican runoff. If you voted in the Democratic primary, you have to vote in the Democratic runoff. If you did not vote, you can, you can go vote in whichever one you want. They're both at the same place, just like they were during the primary election. But we have to choose these candidates for the general election in November. That's what that's what the runoff is for. And the, and the reason I'm guessing to do the reason for doing that is to keep it uh, a more fairer election without um, someone from another uh, right from you the other party just, coming in and you know, influencing get, getting, something. Getting other people to yeah. vote just in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just a fair way to do it instead of. Um, yeah, trying to influence it one way or the other with people who had already voted. Right. Yeah. Um, so turnout in runoffs is generally uh, a little less than it was in the original election. But there's a special election that's going along with the runoff. Um, and so turnout could be a little higher than normal because we're voting uh, to increase our uh, school homestead exemption from $25,000 to $40,000. So the homestead ex ex exemption is, so let's say the tax office values your home at uh, uh, $200,000. Yeah, $200,000. Right now you take $25,000 off the top and you only pay taxes on $175,000. This is a really oversimplified version of this explanation, by the way. You all, so right now it's twenty. The homestead exemption is twenty five thousand. So you take it off and you pay taxes on one hundred and seventy five thousand. We are voting on whether or not to increase that exemption to forty thousand 
So you would then pay taxes on 160000 Um there's also that's there's two propositions in the special special election. The other is also the other one is a reduction in the maintenance portion of the school tax for the elderly and disabled for people over 65 and and disabled persons. They would get a reduction in that amount. There's a lot more information that I'm trying to gather about this, um, and I and I intend to to write it down in my newsletter. Maybe hearing it, reading it, seeing it, it will help it make sense. It's a lot. It is a, this is a lot of information. Um, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds on that because I'm not quite sure how to talk about, about that right now. Um, but I will tell you that it, if it passes, the, the school districts get less tax revenue. And the state has said they'll cover it for one year. But what happens after that is anyone's guess. And the state doesn't have a historically great record of funding public education. So who knows what will happen. But what we need to remember as we vote is that the school is going to lose revenue um, and they're going to have to, f- to either cut expenses or raise taxes. <laughs> raise the taxes that they just took away. There, there are two ways to yeah. do this. Yeah. But let's take a quick break okay. and we'll be back in sure. just one moment. Fish the Galpine in the Big Bend is such a wonderful experience. Why not make it last forever even when you get home? The history, charm, geology, wildlife, and vistas are all something you can take home with you with the vast array of books and materials you can find at Front Street Book. A unique shopping experience like bookstores used to be. Front Street Books, corner of 4th and Holland, has all the magic of the Big Ben you can take home for your own bookshelf and enjoy for ages and show friends and family. Uh, Betsy, let's talk a little bit about the uh, county election. Uh, we're, we're in a primary because, uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, none of the candidates got over 50% mm-hmm. of the vote, and uh, it was whittled down to two candidates. Uh, in, the de- in the Democratic Party, uh, who are the candidates? Oscar Cobos and Mimi Smith. Okay. And, the, and for the Republicans? Greg Hennington and Ryan Skelton. Okay. So each of those races started out with three. Right. And we, in the primary, we cut out one and ended up with two. And now we have to make the determination between, between each of those races of who will, who will run, who will uh, face each other in the general election in November. Okay. So the winner of the primary in each, in each of these categories uh, will face each other in November. And that election, that date is on November the 8th. Right. That is the the 8th. Um, As far as, um, the uh, school board mm-hmm. election it goes. Um, how often, or in recent history, have we had so many spots that that are not being contested? It's pretty common. It is a common factor. Yeah, it's pretty common that we end up with more so with the school boards than with the other uh-huh. positions. Well, the hospital districts almost almost never have have contested races. Okay. I can't think I can't think of the last time there was a contested race. Okay. Um, the school and city both very often have uncontested races. Okay. Um, both of them. I, I I I wish more people would sign up to run. And you said that and we have two two folks running for mayor. Right. Okay. So well at least we have uh, folks running in that right <laughs> in that race. Yeah and Andy Ramos is term limited, the current mayor. He you you cannot run for more than three consecutive terms. Okay. And so that's why, or maybe, I don't know if he would have run again or not, but he can't run because he's served three consecutive terms. Okay. 
And then when we get to uh, uh, as far as the uh, May 24th election, uh, we have the candidates for the county judge position. Mm-hmm. And what other positions are being? Locally, there aren't any other There's contested nothing races. Else. Right. And in the city, other than the, uh, do we have? Nope. That, that's it. That's it. Okay. And how about, uh, and as far as the state, you mentioned those two propositions or questions. Yeah. Are there are there any other positions that we're voting the for? The attorney general ended up in a runoff. And so there's Ken Paxton and, in the Republican race, Ken Paxton and... Uh, George P. Bush. Okay. And uh, you might want to remind the folks also the benefits of uh, the fact that we can vote early and it's pretty easy to right. do so. Right. It used to just, you used to be able to only vote on election day. Um, or if you, they, they called it, um, oh, what was the term? Um, you, if you were going to be out of town on election day, then uh, you could absentee voting. Absentee voting, absentee right? Yeah. Voting, yeah, absentee voting, and if you were go- going to be out of town, and you could prove that you were going to be out of yeah, town, yeah, you had for, you had to have a written yeah, letter or a something good, for a good reason. Yeah. Then you could go ahead and get a ba- like a, a mail ballot and vote that way. Um, and then um, in the early two thousands, I think, is when they finally started doing early voting. Um, for everyone. And it really makes it so much easier mm-hmm. because a lot of times, let's just take, for instance, May the, May the 7th. Weather's going to most likely be nice. It's a holiday weekend right. with Cinco de Mayo. Right. And that may not be the first thing on your mind, especially on an off-year election. Right. So the advantage of voting, and, and let's just say uh, you did remember well, you may have a line of people right. because uh, maybe everybody else didn't vote early. And so you do want to vote. But by voting early, it's very easy. As you said, it never takes more than a few minutes to right. get in and out of there. Uh, the county does a fantastic job uh, as far as uh, the poll takers right. and, and moving things along. That, and they've done it. And they even did it through the COVID. So. Yeah. yeah and we're so thankful for the for yeah. those poll workers. Yeah. So uh, grateful that we have people that will do that. Yeah. And so, you know, you have two weeks to vote. So you really don't even have an excuse to yeah. not vote. Say, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. It's it's located right downtown. You probably drive by the place at least a half a That's dozen right. times during those two weeks. That's right. And so minutes. Uh, yeah. Minutes. So really you should take advantage of the early voting. It really it makes everything a lot easier for everyone, especially with uh confusion or congestion on on the election day yeah. itself yeah so i'm going to tell you all again early voting for the city and school board election is april 25th through may 3rd get your phone out do whatever you have to do and on one of those days set yourself an alarm and that's when you're going to vote that is your voting plan okay i'll bet they have one more question uh someone who's uh let's say they just moved here or just became 18 years of age mm-hmm. now obviously they're not registered yet won't be able to vote in these elections is it still too late for someone to register to vote in the november election no no that cutoff is usually around like october first okay. or something okay. I, yeah I, I, don't quote me but but no you've got plenty of time to vote in that in that election okay and then regardless of who you vote for if you're if you voted in the republican primary you have to vote I mean, you have to vote in this Republican primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after this, you can vote in the general election, either Democrat right. or Republican. Right. It's all on the same ticket. It's all on the same ticket. All on the same ticket. And let me just, I, I, I am not sure that we have passed the deadline to vote in May, in that first election in May. Oh, there, really? There could still be okay. time. 
Um, but uh, don't quote me. I, I didn't look to find out what those cutoff deadlines were. But you can go. You can find out um, at the at the Texas Secretary of, of State's website, or um, call the city eight three seven three three zero one, or the school, or call the school district eight three seven 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 zero zero. And they should be able to tell you if if that. Well, it, it can be very confusing. A lot of folks, you know, with the city, the council, the I mean, city, the county, the school board, and uh, all the different election dates. But the one thing that uh, is not confusing is that uh, if you're a registered voter, you should be voting. Right. It's, it's you're not only. Uh, uh, it's something that's really more of an obligation. Don't think of it as, as a privilege, even though it is a privilege uh, to do so. Uh, you really have an obligation uh, as an adult, as an yeah. <laughs> to, as a registered voter, to, you know, you registered to do your duty. Every vote counts. The, and, the county as, treasurer won by out, one vote. One vote. You one know, vote. And how crazy is that? Right. And that's not the first time that that's happened since I've lived right. here in different elections. So, it counts. Uh, you know, well, Betsy, I certainly appreciate you uh, keeping people informed on this, and uh, I'm sure if they have questions, they'll hunt you down. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate it. I know that I can get confused very easily, but uh, you got me set on the right dates, at least. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, Martin, by the time we air the next episode two weeks from now, this program will be a year old. Time goes by fast. It's been a year. Time goes by fast. I can't believe it. Time goes by fast. Search Hear Me Out Alpine on Apple Podcasts and click on follow so you'll never miss a show. If you miss it live on Tuesdays, listen to the podcast, which is uploaded about an hour after the broadcast. If you don't use an Apple device, you can listen at hearmeoutalpine.substack.com. Subscribe there as well for my free new le- newsletter. You can also email me at hearmeoutalpine at gmail.com. Thank you, Betsy. <laughs>